Welcome to a very special episode of the Left Behind Game Club, where this week we'll give you a preview of Far Cry 6. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Chicken McCourt, and today we have something a little bit different for you. Uh, our Breath of the Wild shows start tomorrow, so if you came to the feed looking for those, uh, that series starts tomorrow. But I was given early access to Far Cry 6, and I've played 8 hours of it, so I wanted to give you a preview of the game with my initial thoughts. Before I do that, uh, I want to say a few things. First off, thank you to Ubisoft Canada for providing uh, this code to me. Uh, I'm a part of the uh, Ubisoft Canada Guild, and so I wanted to thank uh, Ubisoft for that. This will be a spoiler-free preview uh, that will be short, succinct, and give you a good idea of what to expect when this game comes out on October 7th. Uh, This one is developed by Ubisoft Toronto in conjunction with tons of different Ubisoft developers, you know how it goes, and published by Ubisoft, available on Microsoft Windows, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, Amazon Luna, and Stadia. So, what is Far Cry 6 all about? Well, uh, like many of the other Far Cry games, basically if you've played any Far Cry game since the third one, Far Cry is about three things. Exotic locales, a Shakespearean villain, and an every person whose life gets tangled up in the mess, and you're the best person to untangle the mess. Uh, this story is no different. Uh, you start the game in uh, Yara, which is um, inspired by Cuba, but not actually Cuba, because Cuba exists in this universe of the game. Essentially, a fictional island in the Caribbean that has a very similar to story to Cuba. Um, Anton Castillo is the bad guy in this one. He's played by Giancarlo Esposito, and he's a man who sees control of the country through a swift military hand. Uh, He's someone, however, that has brought economic prosperity or, I mean, protection. It's a a bad place to live. The way he's pitching himself is that I brought the production of Vivido to the country, which is a pharmaceutical product made from chemically treated tobacco, and therefore the military state that I've created is good and you should enjoy it. Um, The way that your character gets mixed up with Anton Castillo, um, what's funny in this game is you can actually play as either a a, a male character or a female character named Danny Rojas. I chose to do a female character um, because it's great to play as female leads. Uh, and essentially she becomes the leader of the opposition, which in this case is um, the Libertad, which is like a local group of of rebels, and... uh, and yeah, that, that's truly how, how the story starts. Um, you, you're trying to escape to uh, Miami and you get on a fishing boat and your friends are killed in the process of getting there. And that's when you face off against Anton Castillo, who comes onto that fishing boat because his son Diego is trying to escape to the United States as well. And basically, Anton and his men kill everyone in that ship except for you. And that is truly like the, the moment when you decide that you're going to rise up. 
Uh, a little bit of my history with Far Cry. I've played a little bit of Far Cry 1, and then I've played through Far Cry 3 and 4 uh, in their entirety. I do plan eventually on jumping into Far Cry 5. Uh, I played Far Cry 4 this year in anticipation of uh, Far Cry 6. I've played this game for about 8 hours on the main campaign, and I'm about a third of the way through the story campaign of the game, uh, which tells me right off the bat that this is going to be a pretty meaty main game. This game is divided into several different areas um, where uh, the main character, Danny Rojas, eventually will befriend different factions on the island for specific reasons. Uh, I will not get into those uh, to avoid spoilers here, but just imagine that each of these factions has something that you want, whether it's, you know, uh, they're they're great at uh, getting folks to rise up through their spoken word, or they have, you know, a, a military family with uh, deep roots on the island. Uh, essentially, each time that you are befriending someone, you're befriending them for for a specific reason to help uh, help with the rebellion. Um, I've played through one of the faction stories thus far, and I'll say that it was it wasn't particularly interesting. Um, but what I do think is interesting in this game, as in the two other Far Cry games that I've played, is kind of the meta narrative that is laid on top of the things that you're doing, kind of in the moment. So you know, if if the mission to mission isn't that interesting, I find that how it affects. Um, Anton Castillo, the bad guy's power, uh, kind of dismantling that brick by brick is interesting. Uh, this is a Far Cry game, though. So if you're coming in expecting, you know, a a game that, you know, has a distinct voice and, uh, you know, has a stance politically, that's that's truly not what Ubisoft does. And I, I thus far haven't really seen it. I would say that out of all Ubisoft titles, this is probably the one that's that's maybe the most political, but that's not really saying anything. Uh, Far Cry games are about collecting stuff, shooting stuff, and doing other stuff. Uh, so let me talk about that stuff. The shooting, as always, feels great in Far Cry. There are tons of different guns in the game, uh, from SMGs to snipers. Uh, finding the right gun for your playstyle is always a good time. Uh, you also play with a character who is like X establishment political operative. His name is Juan Cortez, and essentially he gives you access to these special weapons that are very much like Dead Rising weapons, where it's like, hey, here's a nail gun that I've superpowered, or here's this flamethrower that I just made in my backyard. Uh, those weapons are super fun to play with. He also gives you access to a backpack, and this backpack will allow you to shoot things like poison, missiles, and more. Uh, beyond that, you know, the shooting, uh, which feels great. Again, it, it's always like super gratifying. I'm going to sound like a sociopath here. It's always gratifying in a, in a Far Cry game to like get a headshot because those always feel so great. And, you know, sh- getting, you know, peeking up in first person from behind cover to pop someone um, or even go hunting. I'm not, a, I'm not a person who hunts, but in Far Cry 6, virtually it is fun to do. Uh, these games are always fun to play. Uh, if you jump off a cliff when you have your wingsuit and you fly down the countryside, uh, it's it just kinetically feels really good. Getting in a chopper, uh, for, uh, firefights in the forest, this, this stuff is always fun. As far as the stuff that you can collect in the game, um, there are different currencies that you collect. Um, there are these uh, kind of radioactive, I don't call them isotopes, but there are these these radioactive pieces that you collect that help you get um, the resolver weapons. Uh, you can collect pesos, which it can help you buy um, different items. 
uh, in the game. And then there's like the other stuff. Uh, some of the stuff that I'm not going to spend a lot of time on, but that I do want to mention is that in this game, there are bases. And what's cool about bases, they're called guerrilla camps or guerrilla camps. Uh, essentially, your camera pulls out to third person and then you just walk around this you know, pretty sizable camp. There are a few of them around the game. And you can do stuff like play games. You know, uh, In the first area that I played in, I think it's fair to, to say that uh, you can tackle the game in whatever order you want. Let's say there are three main factions before you make your way to the end game. Uh, you can tackle them in whatever order you want. Uh, when you go to one of those guerrilla camps, um, you can build um, different unique facilities on each that give you special bonuses. There are special games within each one of these. So in the first one that I went after, um, you could uh, engage in cockfighting, which it played like a 3D fighting game, which was definitely interesting. Um, there's You can collect and send out operatives to send... Uh, you can collect, send out operatives on missions that allow you to collect different resources, whether it's metal or even pesos. Uh, within each of these camps, you can find amigos like Chorizo, which I'm sure you've seen in the game's marketing, who is a little dog friend uh, with a wheelchair who's got toys in his kind of tool belt. He's the cutest. You can pet him. You can buy clothing that gives you bonuses based on you know how many of a set that you're wearing. It's just this game is jam packed with different stuff. You could you could spend your time just going around and searching for treasure or taking down anti aircraft guns because if if you try and fly around in the early game, you'll get shot down by Anton Castillo's uh, anti aircraft weapons. I could keep going for a while and just tell you all the things that are jam-packed into this game. It's a lot. Uh, the map is absolutely enormous, too. It will likely be the largest Far Cry game, and in my mind, it is one of the largest um, open-world titles as well. So uh, if you're looking for uh, stuff to do, Far Cry 6 has it in spades. Uh, there's a big DLC plan with this as well, which includes crossovers with Stranger Things, weirdly enough, Danny Trejo, Rambo, and then there's also going to be missions that will add in the villains from Far Cry 3, 4, and 5 when they really started to go after this this model of like Big Bad who is, you know, very Shakespearean. Uh, they're bringing back Pagan Min, they're bringing back Voss and Joseph Seed from uh, Far Cry 4, Pagan Min, uh, Voss is Far Cry 3, Joseph Seed is Far Cry 5. Uh, there's also a co-op mode, so just when you get this package at full price on day one, there's just going to be tons of stuff for you to do. There is a, a dearth of content in this thing. And I guess what I'll say in, in closing is that um, I think Far Cry 6 is a very good Far Cry game. Uh, it has an excess of things to do, and I'll just tell you a story really quickly. I was smiling ear to ear when I was driving my beat-up station wagon uh, down a road on the island uh, and listening to salsa music because they've really created, like many other Far Cry games, just this this living, breathing world that, you know, sometimes doesn't have... <sighs> It sometimes doesn't have like the world that a Red Dead Redemption 2 would have, but there's stuff going on in it and it, it does feel kind of like a living, breathing world. I think that Far Cry 6, like I said, is a great 
Far Cry game. Uh, it's There's a lot of stuff. It's well executed. But I don't think it's unique enough to pull in outside fans of the series or people that aren't looking for another open world title. It is a it is a really great open world title, but I don't really think it does much to push the genre past, you know, where it is uh, right now. It's it's huge. There's a lot of content. It plays really well. Um, but again, it's just not something that is going to revolutionize the genre. And if you're okay with that, I would tell you to, to take a look at Far Cry 6. Because if you've been a fan of the series before, you won't be disappointed with this one. Uh, that is my very short preview of Far Cry 6, which comes out, if you're listening to this on day one when I put it out, it comes out tomorrow, October 7th. Um, again, a big thank you to Ubisoft for sending me a code uh, for the game to check it out. I, I checked it out on Xbox Series X and it ran really great, uh, so no concerns on that side. If this is the first time that you're listening to an episode of the Left Behind Game Club, this is not our normal format. Uh, the Left Behind Game Club is a funny, smart, informative uh, video game book club podcast that takes games that are a year old or more and dives into them uh, with a group of three or four people. I host most of those shows, um, so if you enjoyed this, uh, give one of our other episodes a listen. Uh, I'm sure you will have a great time. Uh, you can find all things Left Behind Game Club at Left Behind Club on Twitter, at Left Behind Game Club on Instagram. And if you enjoyed this or enjoyed any other episode, please consider giving us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening listening to this on and sending it to a friend because that's how people find out about podcasts. Uh, you can find me on social at Jacob McCourt, J-A-C-O-B-M-C-C-O-U-R-T on all major social media platforms. Um, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok. You can find me on YouTube. Uh, I host another show called Cutscenes. It is a video game movie podcast. Uh, we do it seasonally. Uh, most of those movies are bad, uh, but that show is very good. Uh, come check that out. Cutscenes on all major podcasts podcasting platforms i think that's going to do it for today michael ruffalo is not here so i will share his saying with you and that my friends is one last game left behind 